Now entering Nerdist.com. Hi there. Hey, the holidays are upon us. I can't believe it. And this week's episode is sponsored by AdamandEve.com, so they can help you stock your stuffings, light your menorah, and other double entendres. Uh, Adam and Eve is determined to help you with all things naughty or nice, so go to AdamandEve.com and you'll get 50% off almost any item when you enter offer code SEXNERD at checkout. Okay, so that's a good deal. Then there's more. Because if you use SEXNERD as the promo code now, you'll also get the free Big O kit. And Adam and Eve's Big O kit includes their exclusive Climax gel and a mini vibe. You'll also get the entire order sent to you for free. That's a really good deal. So take advantage of that while that lasts. You can choose a fun new toy, a naughty outfit, almost anything else for 50% off. I noticed they carry the Screaming O Horny Holiday Stocking. Now, while I find the name of this product a bit problematic, I really like what's inside. You get, uh, I mean, it's one it's a cute little stocking shape, but you get two different vibrating C-rings, a vibrating tongue ring, a finger vibe, a tingly lip balm, some condoms, and a tingly gel. It's a wonderful sampler pack of lots of little goodies. I could truly truly wonderful. It's only like 35 bucks. It's great. So use the promo code SEXNERD when you check out and you'll get 50% off almost anything plus free shipping and that free big O kit. Um, have fun with that. SEXNERD. Promo code AdamNeve.com. Woo! Welcome to the SEXNERD Sandra Podcast. Whoa, what are all these kids doing in here? Hey, if you're under 18, go ask your mom. Now that we're alone, let's start the show. Hey, sex nerd, it's Sandra, and I am excited about today's show. We are talking about being handsome. This is Captain Handsome with Liam McIntyre. Hey, um, a few things before we start. I just wanted to clarify something because I've gotten some heat about this on the internet. Okay, so this is a companion piece to the Being Pretty with Justine Jolie episode a few weeks ago, and I have been, um, I've gotten the sense that people, some people find it annoying that I'm talking to pretty people. Like, why don't you talk to ugly people? Why don't you talk talk to people, you know, other people, not the annoying pretty people? And there seems to be this intense bias. Like, we either really find people attractive and want to be near them and look at their faces, or we want to hate them. Be really jealous of them, which is dehumanizing really on both fronts. So how about just walk up to a pretty person and be like, hey, can I talk to you about what it's like to be you? And so that's what I did. Okay. Don't expect too much intense sexual knowledge because really this was an exploratory conversation about life experience and living in your skin and and the mating dance and what it's like to... be you. I'm fascinated about how I, I wish I could talk to each person about what it's like to be them. I think we all have unique stories. So I had a few assumptions about Liam walking into this uh, interview. One is that he's always been attractive. Second, he is confident about his looks. And three, that it has always come easy and still comes easy to him. So which turns out is extremely not true. I did learn that there is a Grand Canyon-sized divide between what we think of ourselves and what other people think we think of ourselves. Oh my goodness. Self-awareness is so hit and miss with this stuff. Um, it's a tricky subject. I was very uncomfortable for um, ask, asking these questions to him and then answering them for myself. Honestly, I had a very hard time speaking 
honestly about how I feel about my own looks and how I go through the world. It's really uncomfortable. I mean, just like that One Direction song, you're beautiful when you don't know you're beautiful. And then if you admit that you're beautiful, you're not beautiful anymore. It's really weird. So it feels like I'm ugly when I talk about being attractive and, oh, I don't like it. But then getting outside our comfort zones, I'm into it. Okay. So, uh, I'm excited for this. Thank you for tuning in. Um, if you can go to nerdist.com check out a picture of Liam. Also check out the pictures I put up of Justine Jolie. I was able to get a day of snapshot of what she looked like and put it next to one of her modeling pictures, which is just amazing. The transformation that happens and she's such a cutie. I, I love that she allowed me to do that. Thank you for listening. I appreciate you. I know we're going into the holidays and it can be difficult if you're listening to this um, when this has been put out. But uh, hang in there, man. It's a beautiful time of the year. All right. Oh, also, thank you for everyone who gave me feedback about how to make the podcast better on Facebook. I posted it out like, if you like the show, let me know how I can make it even better or things that annoy you about it, right? Like, for instance, that I say, um bothered some of you others it bothers you maybe that i for some of you um you're bothered when i try and be overly inclusive in my language um and i understand that uh for others you just love the show and your positive thoughts were just wonderful um generally though i did get something about audio levels the thing that i need about audio levels if you ever want to give me feedback on that you need to let me know which episodes or what section of episodes you're talking about because i have tweaked and we've fixed audio in different ways over the years so if you're having audio issues from 2012 it was a long time ago. But if you have a problem with today's episode, let me know so that I can um, make next week's better. <laughs> okay, so for now, if you um, noticed this intro, the Sex Nerd Sandra intro with the music, I toned down the radio dial to see if that would help people's ears. Um, if it's still irritating, let me know on the Facebook page. That's all for now. I want to get to this episode. And hey... I like you. Thanks for listening. All right. Bye. How do you say your name? Liam Liam McIntyre. Oh, so McIntyre. Even though it's MC. Yeah, yeah, I know. I don't know why they... they, It's just a Scottish convention thing. Some of them are MAC. Some of them are MC. They mean the same thing. They mean son of whoever. Okay. Yeah. All right, good. But you're not Scottish. You're Australian. Yeah, I sure am. But lineage and heritage. Right. Yeah, I've heard of it. Yeah. Yeah, you know, heraldry (laughs) and all that. No, um, I'm definitely Australian. Okay, definitely. Like your parents are Australian. Yes. And Australian definitely. before then, before there. Uh, yeah, but that's a, then then it starts getting more creative, and then it starts going. Oh, yeah? Irish and English and Scottish and Welsh and oh, okay. of, all of the Isles. I guess um, because I grew up in Los Angeles, and my genealogy from Europe took a couple more hundred years because because uh-huh. then they landed over in, uh, you know New York area, and they came down. There was a river, and they, they were pioneers, <laughs> and then there was a, an encampment near Tennessee, and then finally got to Texas. And yeah, it's like so you're you're some more direct. somewhere. <laughs> so it's complicated. You, you're direct. Um, well, yeah, Australia's such a young country, so it's just like you know you there's not that many. Well, at least in, in terms of white European settlement, um, it's been. It's like your parents and your grandparents and maybe at best a couple more generations before that at most because it's like 1788 was when it was found by Europeans. So it's like – it's not – Okay. So that's like America, like the US. 
Mm. Well, I guess we were there for at least 100 years yeah, before, before then, or 200 we years. Did, we didn't do too much with it for a while. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wow. Uh, Liam, I have invaded your home mm. to talk to you about, um, you know, man stuff. Man stuff. You got it. I am a man. You are. I'm qualified. Oh, uh, we just, oh, do you mind if I talk about how we met? Sure, no, go ahead. We just finished Improv 101 together. At UCB. I mean, you have a long history of acting. I do, I do. But um, not of funny. Not so, of funny. So this is new for me. This was, this was bravery for me. This was like that yeah. sort of thing where I'm like, I can be funny in life, but when it comes to scripts, it wasn't really my thing. So Interesting. Yeah, I thought, yeah, UCB, like um, Improv was just a really cool way for me as an actor to, to grow a little bit. But um, well, I guess we all, we all came there in different with different stories, which was kind of cool. Very different stories. Oh, yeah. There was a nurse. There were actors. There was a voiceover person. Yeah. There was a sex educator. There was, like, <laughs> a drummer. Yeah, yeah. right? Yeah, <laughs> hilarious drummer. No, it was a lot of fun. And uh, it was one thing that I noticed the first day of class as I looked around and went, there are a lot of very pretty men in here. <laughs> so just, yeah, I was like... I didn't think that. Really? Well, there's a lot of square jaws. A lot. Really? There was a lot of... Like classically attractive men in this class because wow. we had the writer uh, yeah, from England. Yeah, yeah, you know, yes, very handsome. Yeah, um, is that weird to call men pretty? Like when they're just no, I like I. Cause, uh, Aaron called me out. My wife called me out um, yesterday because I I I met someone like a, a guy and I was like, oh, he was really cute. Like he was really <laughs> cute. She was like, oh, I'm like, no, come on. He was just he was cute. He was a cute guy. But um, and and I was like, which to me is fine. But she was like, she thought it was funny. Um, that I'd use that terminology, but it's um, yeah. Well, it's it's funny what you notice though, because as, as I guess as a guy, I, I didn't I didn't go in there noticing that mm-hmm. so much. You just, you just like someone says, and you're like, oh yeah, I guess I guess so. Yeah, I guess so. Well, I guess I don't spend a lot of time around actors necessarily, mm. um, but I know that depending on what social circle I'm around or what party I'm at, I'll realize that I'm around a lot of like just classically. Pedestaled uh, beauties. Just like people are just like good genetic stock around in this party. <laughs> My God, and uh, it's fascinating. I mean, I grew up in Santa Monica, which um, is the home of so many children of. Ch- oh yeah, because I guess you make a career and then you move to Santa Monica in a exactly. fancy house and then you <laughs> exactly. got kids there. Yeah, and so I and I guess it's having been in Los Angeles for all this time, I'm fascinated by what it means to be beautiful, what people do to try and be beautiful, or attractive and people who just classically are. Um, and what it's like to go through the world as, as different types of people. How do I fit into this? Well, okay. So, <laughs> well, number one, one of our first, I think our first practice outside of class to, to you yeah. know, hone those improv skills yes. that were so interesting. Uh, we started talking and, from what I've gotten to know about you, you're very sweet and humble. But this is this is not time to be humble. Oh, man. got it. Okay, cool. Got it. Okay. Right. I'll put on my non-humble, arrogant cap. So it turned out that you had been cast in the second season of Spartacus. Correct. As Spartacus. Yeah, that's true. That's uh, a fact. So if you look up Leon McIntyre, you know, you were cast. You are a handsome person. I've been told, yes. Right. I'm sure. I mean, people tell me things about my face or I'm like, can we not talk about my face? You know, like it's weird. It's like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's weird when you've got to like, someone wants you to sign a picture of your naked chest, which is <laughs> one of those things that I never thought would ever have to happen. <laughs> oh, that's awkward. It's a little weird. A little weird. Yeah. yeah especially because I grew up as not 
any kind of sense of any kind of attractiveness at all, mm-hmm. uh, like a bullied chubby kid as a kid, which is interesting. So to me, this is this whole journey has been fascinating. That now it's come to that where I'm like, so wait, wait, you've gone from like a different set of kids bullying me about my weight or size or shape or condition or yeah. whatever it would be, and now I'm signing my own chest. It's just the weird. To me, it's bizarre in the extreme. That is so weird. It is weird. I don't even know. How is that going for you? Like, do you see it? Is it like you can't meet eye contact with the person that you're signing? I mean, you know, I mean, like, that's, I don't know. I'm good with people, I think. Um, And I like, I really do like people. And so, like, I, I, the other weird thing about, being an actor that's that's lucky enough to get a cool job is you do meet some very interesting obsessive people or people that are mm-hmm. just um i guess nerdy in different ways if we're sort of having a, a nerdy kind of conversation <laughs> and and i'm really nerdy i don't know if anyone knows that I, hopefully people have worked it out by now which kind what's your like what's your computer flavor computer games i've always liked history and books and mm-hmm. and um, you know, I play board games. I used to like collect miniatures and things like mm-hmm. that. Like I was a really nerdy kid and still mm-hmm. am. Um, I don't see any miniatures around here. Well, I see ornaments. Uh, yeah, there's there's Christmas ornaments. No, there's there's oh. most of the, oh, there's like a giant statue that a guy made. That's a complicated thing. Oh, is that you? Yeah. Oh, maybe somebody, a you bit. have a statue yeah, of you. Someone on your may desk. have designed a <laughs> large miniature of me, um, which is and you just like and that's the other thing. You kind of like. I know some people go to like conventions and stuff and they get gifts from fans and stuff. It's just this whole conversation is so strange to me. Oh still. my goodness. Yeah, it's just, it's hard to explain because you sort of like, on one hand, it sounds really ridiculous or arrogant or something, but then it actually happens, which makes it weird. No, it's a but real you, thing. I mean, I've yeah, been at. It, I mean, it's, very, it's very sweet and humbling, but it's strange. No, I, yeah, I've been around it. I've been, I've, I've been, uh, I'm thankful to be in different circles where I'll be around. Uh, fan, like the thrilling adventure hour which is another podcast on nerds yeah, like right. i've been around their tables when fans come up and it's just the intensity of love yeah but that's and- it that's the thing and that's that's why i think some people don't get this so some people don't it's it's a little terrifying to some people mm-hmm. whereas i'm like i'm i'm I, I remember when i first got my deal for spartacus i should have been really excited about you know finally getting paid a lot for um Doing the thing I loved and, 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 you know, having a career like, you know, our dad never thought I would. I got you. Um, no, he's good. Um, but, um, yeah, instead I was excited because one of the conditions was you have to go to San Diego Comic-Con, which is like this thing as a kid I was dreaming of going as a fan. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, what? I get to be there like as a person like on the other end of it sort of yeah. thing? That's insane because I would have done anything to have been just like a guy being like, I must sign my comic book. <laughs> you know, that sort of thing. So it was, yeah, it's it's quite, a, it's a strange, it's it's an odd um, life in some ways with that, with that sort of angle of things. Now, how long have you been living in the States? Uh, about two years, which is, but like off and on because we've been traveling a lot. Mm-hmm. No, you said you were a chubby kid. At what point did you kind of shed that and have looked similar to how you look now? About a year before Spartacus. Oh, okay. Um, you just hardcore at the gym? Well, I got another role where um, I was going to be the lead of a small, tiny little independent film, which never ended up happening, which was... Um, sad for multiple reasons, one of which was they were like, you've got to be in a coma for 12 months, and so you've got to come out being all like Christian Bale from The Machinist. And Ooh. I was like, 
well, I'm not that. Um, like I was kind of trying to get fit, but trying and being fit are two different things, as I'm sure a lot of people know. And mm-hmm. so I spent like a, you know, as a kid, I didn't care. And, and <clears throat> I didn't like, you know, people would pick on me, but it, I didn't really register because I, I, I don't know, I guess I got developed a tough skin. But then that's not true. Sometimes it really affected me. I know that. But um, mm. um, then there was like, you know, I guess I started thinking I wanted to be an actor. And then there was like, period of time where i had a coach who was like if you want to be an actor you've got to like treat everything seriously so not just get good at acting but look like the guy that would get the roles and stuff Mm -hmm. like that and i was like yeah yeah i guess how long ago was that i would have been like 2004 or something five maybe Mm -hmm. no probably even later probably 2000 2007 probably six seven was he referencing weight or was he referencing like like, were you just like haggard (laughs) like were you just not like your hair was no like you know again this is still back in a time when I really had no sense of, like, I'm, you know, thank God I'm married because I'm terrible with women. I have no idea how to speak to them. I have no, I don't believe that, like, I, I'm like, I don't know, I, 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 they wouldn't want to speak to me and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. And that still comes mm-hmm. to me now from my childhood and younger years. So um, I had no sense of, of any of that. So I, I thought I'd be like the best friend of a guy in a romantic comedy or something. You know, like I'd, I'd essentially be like, I'll be hilarious. I'll be Jonah Hill or something, you know. And, um, and that oh, so was, you thought you were going to be the best friend character. Yeah, well, like, you know, like the goofy sidekick or something like that, yeah, yeah. which is so, like, again, for multiple reasons. I got Then I got this role and had to lose literally 45 pounds, which was the for a guy that's not really a fitness person or has no history of that mm-hmm. was the hardest thing um, so you know, only made harder by what happened next, which was now you've got to make it into muscle, um, which is surprisingly a lot harder. Um, huh. Yeah, and so that's that's when Spartacus started happening, and and so it was quite funny to me because they're like, oh, he's so he's too thin, like he's so like he's like he's like malnourished. I was like, this, <laughs> this is the opposite of the guy I know for twenty eight years. You know, this is interesting. It was very there was a whole the, even now it's still like even in my head it's still sort of sorting out the it's like so wait did these series of things happen even four mm-hmm. or five years ago? Yeah, it was an interesting experience and still is. How does it feel to have people talking at you about your own body? Yeah, uh, it's really weird. It's weird. And it seemed, and to me, it's kind of comical because of spending an entire life with myself. Um, and in fact, it's, it's, it's not, not even just that, but like I would go to conventions and you'd get people that were like nervous to meet you and stuff like that, which to me is ludicrous because I'm like, I'm just a dorky kid that likes computer guy. We probably have more in common than you can imagine. Mm. And so I try to always talk about them like that. But then I remember meeting people that I think Mm -hmm. are like my heroes and I freak out. Like I, I met Samuel L. Jackson and freaked out. Like I was, in, <laughs> you threw things. You no, threw up. I, no, I embarrassed. I, mean, I like I was. It was horrible. I was like, I remember it acutely. Where I was like, um, just so nervous to meet him that I was trying not to be an idiot and being like, oh, I like all your films, man. You're the best. And then I started saying that, and my brain was like, don't be like the. You said you weren't going to be it's like. So I cliche, like but how, what else are you supposed to say? I know, and, but then I solved it by my brain going, oh, I love all your films. Why well, don't love all your films? Oh, whoa, did I say that to Samuel Jackson to his face? Um, what did his face do? Um, his face was very kind, and then he started talking about how he chose Snakes on a Plane because he thought it would be good. And I was like, well, that's that's on you, pal. I didn't specify which films I didn't think were good. I mean, that's, But yeah, I was like, ah, Liam, dig up. Um, so yeah, it was quite, I guess it's funny that I'm now supposed to be because people are like, oh, you're a famous celebrity and stuff, which is dumb. Because like, uh, I'm still freaking out about. It's just weird how like the, I, I find the psychology of human beings like that really funny because it still affects me, even though I'm. In, you know, other people can now categorize.
categorise you with the same people that mm. you're freaking out about. Oh, yeah. Which is really not that I don't think anyone would be dumb enough to categorise me with Sam Jackson. He's awesome. But, um, yeah, no, it's, um, it's, it, it's a, it is weird when people start talking about you as property. Um, oh, or about interesting. As, yeah, well, no, no, not even not even that cynical. It's like it's not like they're like they dehumanize you. Although sometimes a little bit, some people. I guess that for me, the f- strangest thing, and I guess I've probably done it to some poor like you know football player or something in my time. Um, it's quite interesting that people then you become like a, like a no, no, like a like a tick on a checklist of some sorts, which is like. People in terms like, of dating, or no, 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 no. I've never had that experience. I, 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 met, I thankfully met Aaron pretty much around the same time that I had any kind of career, mm-hmm. so I didn't have to go through that um, weird experience of, um, yeah, that, that sort of strange experience of dating and not knowing for what reason that would be for, <laughs> which I think some people go through where they're like, "Are you going out with me because of a perception of who I am mm-hmm. or for who I actually am?" Yeah, um, which must be weird, but I haven't had that. So, um, no, it's it's more the idea that they, you know, people will see you and mm-hmm. excuse me, they'll, they'll talk to their friends and they'll be like, "Come over here," and then they'll like essentially grab you and take a photo with you without you really having any kind of oh yeah, input. the con- the consent issue sort of. Like, it's like- just yeah, it's odd, and it's I don't mind because I'm just like, well, that, it's it's flattering at a level because you're like, oh, well, I guess I'm, it's cool that I'm in a position where that's important to you. But it's weird when someone's just like, like they're talking to their friends like you're like a standee or something like or like a like a like a like a big puppet or something. They're like, oh, like, like when your friend is talking about you and you're right there as if oh, you're. Oh, well, that's oh, happened. Too, but not, unfortunately, I've got friends that that aren't those kind of friends. Or well, I did when it first happened. I suddenly found a bunch of my friends. Um, not friends. My good friends are the best friends you can ever hope for, but mm-hmm. like acquaintances, I suppose. Something about it changed, like the dynamic of the friendship changed. Uh-huh. That was really strange, where it becomes more about you being like any. Like I said, yeah, I'm doing a hand signal too. It's not useful on the vocal. Thing. I mean, it's, it's I'm communicating my to hand me. In like a, um, no, it's uh, you know, being it, it sort of changes the paradigm of your relationship with them, where you become like here, you know, instead of like here I am with my buddy Liam, here I am with my buddy Spartacus, or mm-hmm. something like that. Which mm-hmm. so to me was like, especially the kind of person I am, which is I, I don't really think of things in those terms i was like oh that's a little sad like i'm no longer like liam to you i'm now more like something other friends will say how cool to um yeah you know and and so yeah anyway but it's that's that's not specifically about about image or look i suppose but this is all it's it's tied together but i think it's all actually rather important because whether you're the rich person in the room or the famous person or um, or like, however your dynamic in your life changes, people look at you differently yeah. um, or like you lose some weight. And like when I lose weight, like when I tighten up and exercise, right. it's people treat me differently. It's funny, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And like, do you ever notice like people looking at you differently when you're more fit? Yeah. Well, I guess, I mean, I'm that's, forgetting that's... With the fame thing. Yeah. Um, well, that's the thing, but it's, to, to me, it's, it's interlinked because I've never been fit before that so how how confusing which is yeah so i don't know the subtleties subtleties of those differences um but i remember i do find that particularly interesting like i i remember acutely the equivalent of like 
I used to work at a job and there were like, you know, I was, I was younger and there was a lot of pretty girls that I'd never speak to and probably wouldn't speak to me. Uh, I don't want to like lump pretty girls into the one category, mm-hmm. but, um, like certain, certain girls in their company that I was like, oh, they're really like, they're, aren't they pretty? I wish I had more confidence essentially. Um, but then I like won like the employee of the year award at their big like end of year thing. Mm-hmm. Suddenly all these girls are talking to me. I suddenly like it, it gave you a status and a perception ah. that you were more, it's, I guess it's all that, that it's it's like that pack mentality, animalistic kind of alpha male thing. Like if you're like this, you know, or like alpha whatever, it doesn't have to be male in these, in culture anymore. It's just like whoever's got Some strength, status. power, something mm-hmm. to something to like that other other people as much as we're independent is they're still kind of group minded. So I'm like, I'll I'll gravitate towards that person in the room that's like mm-hmm. holding court, mm-hmm. you know, and and. and so it's, I mean, you know what, it, what's interesting is, is being in a room full of like people that have like, uh, they're like, I guess, famous or successful and seeing who then draws power mm-hmm. in Australia, the, you, it just doesn't happen. Like I've, I've gone, you mm-hmm. just don't have so it, many people, such a, you know, such a, um, central point of, of these famous quote unquote people, I suppose. Um, so it's a, it's a weird, it's a different dynamic mm-hmm. here. Um, mm-hmm. so it's probably anywhere else in the world. And here, being Los Angeles, where you know so much of the population walking on the street moved here for the industry. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, isn't it? It is. I, it's. I mean, this is. Hmm. I feel like I'm cheating now because I love this topic. I love this topic, having grown up here. Yeah, right. About, but what you're talking about, where you see people shift toward who has the status of yeah, the room. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, or, or who's attractive in the room, like um. Somebody else in our class, actually, who had recently dyed her hair blonde yeah. uh, for acting, yeah. was saying that uh, she had thought that when she moved to L.A. that men were just mean to women. Like, they just weren't very nice, unlike wow, where she really? was from, which is the South, yeah, where sure. they're all gentlemanly. But the minute yeah. she turned her her hair blonde, different dynamic. Everyone, ch- everything changed. How interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and with you and you're talking about this is uh, – I mean, I relate. It's I. I'm like F class famous, you know. Like I, I because there's there's a lot of <laughs> Me too. a lot of the internet is. I mean, you have you create a thing and people like it, and yeah, it's which so is exciting. Awesome. It's amazing. That's the coolest thing. But it's not like everyone recognizes you out, but you have people who like what you do, and you get to connect and high five about it. And yeah, yay. which is the best, and that's it's know, great. It's yeah, so it's it's really satisfying. Um, and so the levels of fame are interesting, but. I was actually didn't have that many friends before I started my podcast. Really? Yeah, because I'm fairly introverted, and you know, usually I have a, a partner yeah. and a few good friends. Yeah, and, we much the same. And I did crave community, and and but mm. the minute I kind of put my flag up, people started to be like, because I was teaching workshops, and yeah. they were like, "You should hang out with us," and that was cool. But then yeah. when the podcast happened, and suddenly people were like, you know, people who were sex nerds were like, "Holy shit!" I like this thing, which I'm like, thank you. I'm embarrassed. Like this is, I like what I do. Suddenly it was, it gets weird sometimes in certain groups of people. There's, there's like a tension that I, I don't know what to do with. Yeah, well, it's 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 not based on on your day to day life. It's based on some professional aspect of your life, I suppose. Do you ever do you ever feel frustrated? I mean, since this is a fairly new phenomenon of working out, having a part, yeah. there being some recognition there, some success there, and it's all tied together. I mean, were you frustrated? Because I know so many people are frustrated that I'm not pretty enough, I'm not handsome enough, I'm not the hot guy that the girls go for. Like, I'm not. <laughs> 
Well, I'm still sh- I'm still stunned that that apparently that's changed. Um, <laughs> you know, it's just it's just weird that you read things about you. Well, that's the weird thing about acting is is that unlike other jobs and unlike other parts of life and my life prior to that, like for example. I might have met a girl. She might have found me really attractive. I don't have enough confidence. I'll never know. You know, like I'll never go up and find out. Mm-hmm. Um, but now, because you're like a public property in some ways, you you are sort of it's it's less personal in some ways. So people mm-hmm. will talk about you in front of you, like you were saying earlier. And so you find out things because some like it's not dehumanizing exactly, but it's like you've changed something something intrinsic. And this is not with that many people but with certain people Mm -hmm. something intrinsic about the way that people communicate with you has changed so like it's now a bunch of things are assumed like people assume that you're like oh you're attractive and you're like oh yeah okay okay, sure right yeah i I guess i should internalize that Mm -hmm. um whereas i mean they assume that you're attractive i mean because like in a public way like you know like if you like Like they know that everyone finds you attractive like they see you you, because you're attractive and and i don't know if people constantly say that you know like oh well like look like for example attractive gender over here you know like it's just like it's just it becomes like people might compliment you um whereas in in for for me, with some of this stuff, they mm-hmm. it's like, well, obviously you know how attractive you are. Oh, like I'm they've like, jumped it to the conclusion well, that like, you're well, how used could to you it. not be aware of this because of the job you've been given, essentially. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like someone has picked you. Their assumption is it's because you look good, and therefore your assumption is that you should look good, and therefore they. It's funny, like in acting, they give you a bunch of you get a bunch of assumptions made about you and about how you um, view yourself. I can and, see that. Yeah, and you know, like you must, it must be so, you know, it must be so cool being so, like, to work with, like, being so fit and all that sort of stuff. And I'm mm-hmm. like, uh, yeah, like, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I just do it because it's kind of part of the job, I guess, in the same way that a swimmer doesn't try to go swimming to look good. They go swimming because otherwise they won't get a job, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, so right, and they're shaving everything because it's yeah. better in the water. Not- yeah, well, you know, not, not not because that's the way that men uh-huh. um, are supposed to look apparently right. these days, uh-huh. um, or manscaped. But um, yeah, but it, you know, and so there's it's whereas I guess with a swimmer you wouldn't be like oh you're training so much because you want to look great. Mm-hmm. You'd be like it'd be a fringe benefit I suppose. But mm-hmm. whereas I don't know, there's sort of a, a level of of possibly not unjustified narcissism associated with with being an actor and and like. People assume a level of narcissism because you are, you know, in, in the public eye and stuff like that. I, I mean, I definitely have recognized a lot of narcissism, but it's just interesting. I mean, congratulations on being married. That's a fairly Thanks. new thing. Like, yeah, you were man, just it's a, a year and a couple in about a month and a, a month and a couple of days. Oh wow! Yeah, so it's pretty new, but it's pretty amazing. It's getting better all the time, which it's is cool. Fantastic. Yeah, I'm fascinated by marriage. Uh, right? Yeah, go on. Yeah, no, it's me too. You two met. Yeah, we sure did. And you married. Uh, yep. some, uh, I'm sure there was dating or whatever in there. Those things happened too. I'm yeah. sure, yeah. yeah. yeah you I was old-fashioned. You like, strike me as the guy who... Time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how, how long... What is the old-fashioned amount of time? I don't know what the old-fashioned amount of time, but I just, you know, it was like, we kind of, I think we both knew. Um, well, I mean, like I said to her, I, 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 it was cool because my mother um, had this... Um, sort of love of her life situation where she was just like that's the person I'm meant to be with forever kind mm-hmm. of thing and I always looked up to that and um, then you know a few relationships in you're like maybe I'm not going to get that maybe that's not something that happens to everybody and then yeah. I met her and it was literally like I think I would marry you if I spoke to you 
Whoa. which was weird. Like, uh, yeah, and like a real thing too. It was, it was bizarre. It was just, I, I didn't think that could happen. And then I was trying to not meet a girl because I was like, well, I don't know. I, forget, I don't know about this acting thing. I'll probably go to LA and mm-hmm. try it there because that's apparently what actors do. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, so don't meet someone and just have to be like goodbye because um, that'd be weird and not fair on anybody. Was this during? Was this during the small film workout intensely period? Or yeah, well, she, she apparently found me rather like not attractive because I was hideously skinny. <laughs> I understand that. Um, yeah, she and she was in a relationship at the time, which she was expecting to stay in, um, and then sort of flash forward a few months, and then things changed. Yeah, um, and I'm lucky. You muscled up. Yeah, and she broke up. Yeah, well, yeah, well, she, she, yeah, she, she already broke up, um, which was apparently not very nice. But um, then, yeah, and then I was in the gym for like early days of super early testing on Spartacus, well before I was ever told I got it. And so I, yeah, I'd started to like turn the corner from horrifically skinny to you know more conventional. Um, yeah, it was cool, and she was like, "Oh, hello." Um, <laughs> Which again, it was great. It was, in fact, that whole experience is fascinating. I guess this is like this that kind of relationship, kind of chatty thing. For me, it was fascinating because I'm so bad with girls and was so bad at like the confidence of talking to women and the, and the element of again that because again, confidence is sexy and yeah, yeah, more, more often than not. And um, so when you go up to a girl going, "Hi, how are you?" It's not as attractive as someone going, "Hi, how are you?" You know, and it's. Um, it just isn't. And, uh, I prefer the first one when guys do the second one. See, it annoys me so hard. Yeah, oh no, but like, not. I mean, okay. <laughs> well, it right, doesn't no, have to right. be douchey. It doesn't have to no, be that's douchey. That's what I mean. Like, yes, no, not douchey, but like, if you're like, if you're not even sure if you want to be up there, <laughs> then it's kind of like not as it, because you're like, hang on, wait, do you like me or are you just like pooing yourself a little? Um, <laughs> yeah, you know. Anyway, so I was, yeah, I was more that one. Um, and but I'd read this book, which is a hideous book with respect, called The Game, which oh, I'm sure you're aware I'm of. I'm familiar with it. Um, yeah. And it's like fascinating, like truly fascinating from a social psychology point of view. But also, and especially if it's, I don't know if it actually would work, but if, it sort of feels like it would. It feels like it's the right combination of horrible to to sort of shortcut a lot of people's sensibilities, uh, short circuit rather. And and I'm like, this is fascinating. But then it's like first half of the book was just um, really interesting. I was like, cool, wow, does that stuff work? And then as it kind of went through in this book, what happens, I'm like, this is a disgusting book of manipulation and deceit. This is like, how? because again, I, I like that whole true love angle. Mm-hmm. I was like, how could you go out with someone and live, like look at yourself in the mirror if you've like won them through this deceitful methodology in practice? I don't know, I mean, that's probably limited, that's just me, but I'm like, I just found it, I was like, it's interesting, but then, I don't know, I, I was like, I, I wouldn't want to feel like I'd tricked someone into liking me. Definitely you not. Know? No, I, I think it, it's a it's a measure of a person how they take those skills and apply them. Yeah, well, and that's and that's one. That, here we go. Because um, <laughs> then, but it did have one thing, just about basically about confidence, and I guess the element of mystery. I guess is probably the best way of phrasing what I what I kind of interpreted from that, and like leaving something off the table. Because I'd mm-hmm. be again being a dorky kind of kid, I'd be very excitable and just say things and just keep talking, which I'm probably doing now. And I've always been that guy. Mm-hmm. And so it was very easy to get sort of like to lose anything that's kind of, I guess, like there's this, and there's a certain, 
Maybe that's something to do with be, being uh, famous as well. I was like, like some sort of celebrity thing is because you don't know them. So there's this inherent mystery too. Where Celebrities are very mysterious. Well, yeah, just by definition because you don't know them. But you feel like you should because, yeah. you know, like you're like, well, I watch you in my house. But – I don't actually know you, so I'm going to assume a bunch of things. Yeah, what's that like as an actor to give so much of yourself to a role and then, but people don't actually know you? It's such a strange thing. Again, it's to me hilarious because as a guy who thought he'd be like the best, the funny friend or something, you know, Mm -hmm. know, so I had a perception of how I thought I would be if I got to be an actor or a professional actor. And then getting this totally left of center role for me where I was like, what, you want me to be an action hero? Sure that you're making the right decision. Sure, I could try. Um, and but now because like so, I go into this experience going. So you want me to be like Captain Handsome, you know, like you know, like some kind of actiony, exciting, pretty guy that I'm like, I, and which is the opposite of how I perceive myself, mm-hmm. especially at the time. And 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 now because that's what's happened, you know, you, you've you've been given this. You know this this status and this you know photoshopped pictures and all this thing. No, they're all real, um, and you know, and you get a, you, you sort of get this image created around you and this and these lines written for you to be, and so now you're that, and so people are like, oh, you know, well, I'd want Liam on my side. He'll stop all the fights and you know he'd defend everybody. And I'm like, well, I'd like to try. I don't know if I could do it as effectively as if someone wrote the script for me where I did that. Um, but yeah, it's like, you're not necessarily that guy. <laughs> you're not that guy. No, it's, you're the front man for a whole, like you're, you're, I mean, I don't, I haven't studied much acting, but you are that guy. Well, you are that guy. Well, yeah, it, it becomes but, true. But the words are written, like you are given, you're told what to do yeah, well, and fun, say. I mean, it's funny, even to me, like I, I, like my mother, even Aaron sometimes, like, oh, specifically my mother, because she's, I guess, reality and fiction sometimes get blurred. Um, because she's just like, she'll be like, I saw this film and I saw this actor and I hate that guy. And I'm like, why? Well, he's so horrible. I'm like, he's probably perfectly nice. But he just played a really horrible mm. guy, you know, and, um, and and very effectively, you know. But it's it's funny that there's a bunch of people. Like if you play a villain, say on a TV show for years, people think you must be villainous in some way. It's, it's, Definitely. It's, so like like all things, like like image wise and all kinds of perception. For me, it's it's interesting that people now perceive me as the version of me that was on TV, mm-hmm. which I'm not. You know, but even like because I, I mean, I looked you up after you mentioned you're on Spartacus because huh. you also mentioned a Men's Health. Um, <laughs> you're in, also strange cover of Men's Health, but you mentioned that there was a picture where you, you were like, "Or I'm hitting water with a stick." Yeah, sure was. And I was like, "I have to see this." So I I saw all these pictures of you. I was like, "Okay." I see. I, I see what's happening here. And then I saw the picture of you standing in a stream, literally just being really aggressive at a river, just right. like hitting Take it. Take this river. I'll <laughs> get you. You'll get yours. Oh, it made me laugh so hard. Right? Like, is it okay that I'm mentioning that? No, or? it's like, no. Unmention it. Uh, no, no, it's fine. Well, um, just the logistics of that. Is, well, no, because uh, this, this, this is the thing. This, I, I, you sort of have it, again. Someone said you're going to be on the cover of Men's Health, and I'm like. Okay, <laughs> it keeps getting weirder. Uh, I'm going to wake up eventually. 
again, because again, being a, like, very conscious of being a bully, nerdy kid, um, you're going, uh, why? Is this like a big joke? Are you guys all kind making of, jokes? Yeah. Is this is someone going to turn around and be like, ah, idiot? You know, it's so like, it sort of carry comes with you. But it's it's it was so it, it was apparently very real. But then you sort of go, well, okay, they're going to have all these ideas and stuff. But and which they did. But they were also kind of like, okay, what else can we do? And I'm I'm nothing if not full of ideas. So I'm like, what about this? Uh, here's a stick. Uh, I'm going to hit it with a water. What's that? I was just like, it's like, that's kind of cool. Let's do that again. I'm like, okay. going to hit the water with a stick. Don't know what this is about. And then like, there's, again, there's, or then there's another bunch of things where you're like, well, I'll never, you know, there's certain photos I'll never use. And then suddenly I'm like, like, I wasn't sure they were going to use the hitting the water with a stick photo. But there you go. Um, but oh yeah, goodness. I don't know. I guess it's unique or something. It's oh just, yeah, I'm like, man, hits water with sticks so manly. Um, but you, I mean, but, the visual is so powerful. Just to be able to embody so much, I mean, really power and um, attractability. I don't, it's, there's something about images where you go, wow, you really embody that. Like, I, I'll see people at parties and they'll be like, I love your Facebook page. You are happy all the time. You are having such a great time. I'm like, wow, that's what I'm putting across is you think it's a party in my life constantly because that's the branding apparently that I'm doing personally. I didn't realize I was doing that. And and so I know I've gotten enough feedback from people to know that there's a certain amount of joy that comes out of my photos apparently to other people, Um, even though I'm just like severely depressed sometimes. <laughs> people brand all the time, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, that's good to know because I enjoy having a good time. Yeah. But it's, so it's funny that you're like, "What?" But at the same time, you are harnessing a lot of, you're exuding a lot of power, and you're inspiring that in other people. Well, that's and that's the exciting part. Is, mm-hmm. is I think the exciting part is because still one of the greatest things that's ever happened to me. I had the great pleasure to be part of was in the second week of Spartacus. I met, there was an actor that was had like one line on the show. Mm-hmm. He was a sweet kid and and like, you know, he's five years younger than me or something like that. And I was talking to him about his career and he was he was like, oh, it's, you know, it's cool. I'm like, oh, so you're an actor. That's great, man. Like, how's it going? And he's like, oh, it's been a little tricky, you know. And I'm like, oh, he's like, oh, I haven't really got a lot of this. He's like, this is cool, but, you know, I don't, I don't know uh, if I'll stick with it. I was like, oh, what? Uh, which, and again, that's fine if it's if it's something you've, if you've turned a corner and it's not for you anymore. I, I would, mm-hmm. I'm, not the, I'm also not the kind of person to be like, stick with it regardless. Mm-hmm. But, um. And I was like, well, okay, well, I'm interested in that because I'm really interested in what makes people tick. And, mm-hmm. and he was like, well, I don't know. I just haven't got a lot of good responses. This is cool, this job and having a line and this is cool. I'm like, yeah, I get it. It's not, it's not enough for you. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but so why? And he's like, well, um, I don't know. I'm like, like you, you know, you've got this amazing job and stuff like that and like – uh, and I just don't know how, like, you know, it's never going to happen for me. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, look, I know this feeling. Every actor goes through this feeling of, like, mm-hmm. non-acceptance and, and do I have what it takes? And I was like, well, I'll ask you this. Like, do you love it? Uh, he's like, well, yeah. I'm like, like, do you, would you want to do anything else? And he's like, well, not, not really, but I might have to. I'm like, look, I get that being a reality for all of us in this job. But, like, if you really love it, would you, like, do you want to work at it? And he's like, well, yeah, I mean, I, I, I have been. I'm like, yeah, cool, all right. Well, and I was like, well, i got a question for you. How much stuff do you think I've done? And he's like, well, God, I wouldn't even know. I mean, you must have done all these shows and stuff. I'm like, well, I'll tell you. I've done two days on a TV show called Neighbors and a bunch of short films that my friends have done. Mm-hmm. And then I got this. And he's like, mm-hmm. you're joking. You're like, that's bullshit. And I was like, well, it's true. And I didn't believe it was possible to have, mm-hmm. like, that kind of story where it's like you do actually just – get the call mm-hmm. and I'm like if you really love it then 
you should do it. Like, you know, mm-hmm. like, like, otherwise you'll be unhappy and you'll like, you know, you or you'll settle for a secondary form of happiness, which may be fine and may be necessary, but mm-hmm. hopefully at least tr- try it until it doesn't make sense anymore or until it doesn't make you happy anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, I was, I'm not sure where I was going with that, but I was just saying it was really, that was like one of those really cool things where you're in a position where you can connect with people in a way that you normally can't. Which is nice. Like I'm sure I you think. get that as well. Like just, just as, you know, you, you have a podcast. You have a you have a voice mm-hmm. that a lot of people don't get access to. Like the, the ability to to sort of enact yep. change, or like um, to, to tell people stuff that maybe they want or need to hear. Or you know, like like Aaron's got to go out to Africa and reach out to orphans. And, is that your wife? Yeah, yeah, my wife has it, and um, yeah, and um, amazing. Yeah, which is unbelievable. And I, I get I get to do certain charity things, which mm-hmm. you know is really the really kind of cool about anyway sorry it's off topic no i mean i am curious about what i mean having passion is so attractive like like really being energized by what you do and being in a place in your life like that that just like confidence i feel like that oozes out of some people Mm. oozes that sounds gross but in like a good way it (laughs) shines how about that it's radiant yeah um but uh i'm curious about okay you, you know Aaron gets to go hang out with and, and help orphans in Africa. Yeah. You get to do charity things. Have you noticed that there are any other, like, like do you get free drinks? Or, like, do people yes, do you get invited to, like, wicked cool parties? Or, yeah, that's, I mean. That's, people send you prostitutes. No, no, not even one. Not even <laughs> once. I've got interesting stories, though. I know, I know other people. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> you probably shouldn't tell those. Well. <laughs> um, no, that's the weird. Like, you know, within, yeah. I mean, having a a perception or having, you know, like, the way that people see you or view you gets you stuff you don't deserve, and that's just straight up truth. Like, I, mm-hmm. I suddenly get a cool acting job, get more, you know, get paid more than I've ever been paid in my life, mm-hmm. um, and. Then there's something like have these free jeans, have this free stuff, have uh-huh. all these things that you now don't need as much as you did when you didn't have the money. Right, they give it to the people. Who, I mean, yeah. I, I, I get it. Again, then that dehumanizing thing. You're now an you're an advertising mechanism for these people at a level. True. Or they just want your acceptance because again, you're a person that has a perceived value mm-hmm. that you didn't have before. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you get kind of, and some people are just nice people, but and who perhaps didn't wouldn't have had access to knowing you until. Until this has happened, right? So you know you don't want to like go that it's just totally artificial. But some, sometimes people just want to do nice things, and they'd never have met you otherwise. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, a lot of times they're kind of like, well, if you wear it, I'll give it to you, mm-hmm. and you're like, uh, yes, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'll sell that piece of my soul. No, I mean, it's not that bad. It's um, but it's yeah, yeah. But you definitely, you definitely get free stuff and attention, and mm-hmm. and you know, like it, it's yeah. People stop you in the street just because you're a person of a certain, you know, like this. Why? Um, why are you an actor? Like, why did you want to be an actor? I didn't. At oh, you all. didn't? Not even a bit. Oh. I didn't want to be an actor at <laughs> all. I'm so glad I am, and it's the best thing that's ever happened to me. But I had to be tricked into it to find it. It's funny how life come and get comes and gets you. Is it your um, dad? No, he, no, no, no. He, was, he was like, you know what? I'm not. Well, that was that was the hardest part. Where there was like a day when I'm like, I think I want to be an actor. Oh no, hey dad, you know this cool commerce degree that I did finish, but uh, you know you were thinking hey, commerce degree. Yeah, like is that economics? Degree. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, business. Economics okay. and, and e-commerce and all this stuff. Very cool. But um, yeah, I was like, I don't know if I want to do that anymore. <laughs> Sorry, um, which was yeah, I think a little hard for him for a while, but then it worked out. And then he was like, "Hey, 
Yay, do what you want. That's fun. That's, you know, I think parents just want you to be safe and yeah. secure. So he's your mom. She tricked you. No, he was an Irish guy uh, in Ireland. I studied in Ireland for a year oh, okay. and needed friends and to do stuff. And it's probably the best I'd been at that point of getting out of my skin and out of my oh. shell and finding and doing things and mm-hmm. being part of something. And, and a series of events happened to an Irish guy literally tricked me into it. He's like, yeah, it's just, yeah, we need you for this. It, was a, it would end up being a lead role in a Shakespeare play. And I was like, I hate you. <laughs> I never complained so much about a lead role in my life. Um, and I hated him because it was so many words and I was falling asleep on trains and like at 11 o'clock at night and missing and being drew, like trained back to like the city when I was meant to be going. It was a nightmare. And like the first day, like the first performance, I didn't fully know the last act. I didn't, had to make up Shakespeare and stuff on the fly. It was a nightmare. Um, but it was a good nightmare, and it kind of worked, and it was... I, will you please ask him why? Yeah, me too, Because I'm fascinated right? by this. Yeah, me too. I don't know. And it's... um, and then I, But there was like a one day where, like, I don't know if... Um, have you ever done... Have you ever done theater? Yes. Yeah, there's... I don't know if you've got this feeling where, like, everybody's kind of on the same energy, like, everyone's in the same wave. Yeah, definitely. And it's just like, did you... I remember I never had that feeling before in, in anything I'd done, and I was like... I'd got off stage, and I was like... Do you guys feel that? that? That we all kind of had this connection where we were all like work. It was like we were just in it. You know, it was just we, I couldn't explain it in the words to mm-hmm. explain it. And, and one guy's like, you just got the acting bug, didn't you? I was like, don't be stupid. And yeah, I, I guess I did. And from that day, from that specific Thursday onwards, I, I'd, um, I'd always wanted to be an actor. So it was, yeah, he had to trick me into it though yeah. to begin with. It's just weird. It's a weird thing. Oh, I, what a delightful turn of events that I got to hear story time of how you got into. Well, because well, so, I love it. It's oh, it's so unusual. It's like, it's like it's it's so like such a specific series of things, you know. And if you go back further than that, it's I guess everything's revisionist. I mean, I'm I'm Christian, so I'm like I've kind of got this whole like spiritual side that I, mm-hmm. I don't I don't I'm not overly vocal about, but it's, mm-hmm. it's there. And so like I find, you know, like <clears throat> and. People would say, "Oh, it's well, it's it's revisionist history." You can go, "Well, now that you've seen the whole thing, of you can see how you can mm-hmm. join up the dots the way you want to see mm-hmm. it." But I find it quite interesting because you go back further than that. And my um, when my stepdad died, he was Irish, and it's probably the only reason we went to Ireland was Mum was so sad. And I was like, mm-hmm. "Well, I can study in Ireland if you want." Um, you know, so like all these, like it had to have a really sad thing mm-hmm. happen for all these like exciting mm-hmm. things to happen in my life. And yeah, it's 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 odd how the you know. By coincidence or design, these dots all kind of join together in a particular, unique fashion to make the life that you have right now. Yes, the story of our the story of our lives. Yeah. It's fascinating, and looking yeah. back is important. And you can find meaning. I, I I think someone who says, "Oh, if you find meaning after, and you look at the, how it all came to be, you can then you can start believing in something like special that happened there, even though at the time you didn't sure. know." I think that's really jaded and and rather. Well, I mean, it's I mean, it's not invalid. It's just uh, I don't. I choose to live in a life uh, in a world slightly more magical. That's my choice. Me too. Right? Magic yeah. is important. I think so, and yeah. in everything in life, yeah. and whether whether it be sex or um, whether it just be. You know the day to day. I think every part of yeah. life can be more special than you know, than you may cynically want it to be. Yeah, that's interesting. Is there is there any kind of like beefy, meaty questions that you want? I feel like I've just rambled on about. No, story. I I think for me it's I can assume a lot about somebody that I see like, well, that's a very handsome man. Uh, I can make a lot of assumptions, but I feel like I understand you so much more as a person now. Oh, cool. But, but is there and, any like? Because I mean, I, I can I can. 
I understand the position I'm in. Like, I don't want to be entire, entirely ignorant of it. So, if you have like a few things that you just want to, no, like, you mentioned uh, some, you, you've acknowledged privilege and and you've talked about your background and and I'm fascinated by the experience of of being bullied and mm-hmm. and having that those negative experiences socially yeah. and then suddenly coming around and having a sense of um you know getting stuff like you say you don't deserve but they get a certain amount of uh, yeah, yeah. special treatment yeah it's 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 a very bizarre for me specifically in my life it's it's a interesting i feel very lucky that i've had both experiences mm-hmm. because you have a real sense of the, the full playing field yeah. in some regards yeah you well, know you're like wow I, I've, I've gone from people going look at that guy with his non-conformist Mm-hmm. flabbiness and then you know like whatever it would mm-hmm. be like here's a bunch of like <laughs> nonconformist flabbiness weird sentence i said um yeah like yeah that's cool um you know but yeah so the, on the one hand you've got that side of things where people are like look at that person i've made a bunch of assumptions about him mm-hmm. that are negative and then look at that person i've made a bunch of assumptions that are really positive mm-hmm. and he's the same person to me that to be living as that guy is really interesting and i i don't know how to explain it better but it's it's just it's it's amazing to me because of living that how kind of surface and superfluous to your actual life all that image is like because I've lived both sides where mm-hmm. people judge you negatively and positively but you still you've still got the same internal work you've got still got the same brain mm-hmm. and the same emotions and the same thought patterns and stuff like that more or less so it's like so that that's the thing for me that I find important for anyone that's like because I went through both sides it's like both mm-hmm. are kind of equally irrelevant as mm-hmm. long as you can sort of be strong inside yourself mm-hmm. and go that you know those things are changeable because they're surface things and, and mm-hmm. yeah anyway I yeah i think i think you just wrapped it up with a beautiful blah 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 yep, blah sure did blah, blah. one of those beautiful blah blah yeah. i can't say it anyway thank you liam McIntyre. where can people find you out in the world they want to uh, can they tweet at you on the street uh no and uh yeah tweet at me at like liam underscore j underscore mcintyre uh, M-C-I-N-T-Y-R-E should have probably made a shorter name um, or when I really use Facebook I sh- I'm supposed to get into Instagram that's a thing that, that coming soon um, yeah images put images of yourself up yeah there. I, I'm not good with images but yeah yeah. look look at my face look at my <laughs> beautiful face um, <laughs> images of me um, there's narcissism for you um, but um, yeah probably Twitter is the best okay yeah no it's I ask every person that I just you know, anything you want to promote or put out or anything. And you can check out Liam on Google Images. <laughs> <laughs> Am I right, ladies? Am I right? <laughs> Gentlemen. No, I, um, no, I appreciate it. And it was so much fun going through that improv training with you. And yeah, it was the best. Yeah. Let's do it again. Yeah. 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 All right. Cool. Uh, as we say on the show, go team fun. Now leaving Nerdist.com.